You're listening to Dad Devotionals with Dave Domzowski. Subscribe to our newsletter at daddevotionals.com slash subscribe. Hey there, Dad. Do you want a job you can do online? What about a way to bring in some extra money for the family? If so, check out paidtowrite.co. That's paidtowrite.co. You can write articles, blog posts, social media posts, reviews, and more. Go to paidtowrite.co, click on the video, and Sarah will be happy to tell you how to get started. paidtowrite.co, go there now. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. That's James chapter one, verses two through four. My guest today understands what it means to persevere in one's faith and life. His name is Greg Grossman. Greg is a Christian life coach with a background in mental health counseling. He's also worked in high-tech sales, corporate recruitment, and served as a fact checker for TV programs. He's the author of Times of Perseverance, Hope and Healing on the Battlefields of Life. The book is a memoir on his life that discusses his brother's traumatic brain injury, his own near-death experience, and his spiritual journey towards forgiveness. He joins us today to talk about how we can persevere in our faith despite what the world throws at us. Greg, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's so great to have you. Great to be here, David. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So let's start with this, Greg. How, How can men begin to persevere in our faith in life, when the world seems to tell us really to self-medicate? You know, the wisest thing to do is to um, not be reactive emotionally or even cognitively, um, but to be proactive. And that is to do what Isaiah says to do, is to wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength. So. it's really a matter of of letting God have the control, mm. which is yeah. hard for a lot of people to do. <laughs> and it's communing deeply in your heart and giving that control to God and then standing before him in communion as you as you submit and, and give that control over to him. And letting them not just, you know, not praying out of your head, but your heart. You've got to marry the two together. And once you do that, it is an act of faith. But um, it's then and only then where, where, where men can be able to endure and persevere through the trials that they're facing. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned in there, it, it's hard to give up that control to God. I, I know that I have my own struggles um, personally. You know, all the guys out there listening, the dad listening right now. What do you want to tell him about giving up that control to God? I want to say, Dad, men, that uh, it's very important to be able to recognize that there's only so much that you can do on your own. There's only so much that you can do humanly possible. You've done the best that you can do. Do that you do all that you can do, and you've done the best you can do that you can do. The things that you can't do, you need to let it go and leave it with God. And so what I'm saying to you now is that I've had to do that. So I 
I'm practicing what I preach, so to speak. Um, and uh, I will tell you that uh, if you're not sure of what to do, then God knows your situation. Just tell him about it. Open up your heart to him and know that you're not alone and know that there are other men like you who are, who have gone that route and who have persevered and that you will get through that. Uh, you will get through whatever you're going through. It's not as bad as it seems, but to you right now it is. And that's totally understandable and you are justified. However, God sees the beginning and the end. He sees, he's the alpha and the omega. And so, um, because of that, he sees things you don't see. And so you have to understand that and give that to him in faith and let him um, have the control when you're in that situation. I love that. Thank, thank you for that, Greg. And, and Dad, please listen to Greg's advice there. Jot it down. Play this part back and just make that your mantra. You know, just you, you can only do so much. The rest you have to give over. So once again, Greg, I appreciate that. Tell us about your own experience that you detail in times of perseverance. You know, give us the, you know, take a couple of minutes and just paint the picture for us and uh, bring us there. Sure. <clears throat> I was raised in, in in the Reformed synagogue and I was like five years old and I had my bar mitzvah and my parents went through a very difficult divorce, very painful. Uh, and I tried college and. had a chance to um to try things again to do we we, we try things again uh, it was at that time <clears throat> at that that <clears throat> my brother was severely brain injured and i got the call didn't know what what it had somewhat in shock and so my friends got me on a on an airplane flight home and that next morning i, I was i was broken I mean, I'm Jewish. I mean, I would go to, to, to the synagogue at the High Holy Days, but that's about it. Hey, Greg, you're, you're kind of cutting in and out on me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Is there we go. Yeah, okay. sorry. No, it just. Okay, so pick, pick up. So I was on the. Yeah. Yeah, pick up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll delete some of this out because it's just it, we're, we're the connection must it mustn't be the best. So just pick up where where you were uh, um, you were talking about with uh, with your with your brother. Pick up there because it, it's it kind of got jarbled around there. Of course, my yeah. brother was severely brain injured. I was broken, and I didn't know Jesus. Prayed in the name of Jesus, um, and so. Um, Greg, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Okay. I'm moving my my computer over towards the the router. Okay. It was in that day my bro my brother died, and uh, a part of the all the part of him that we knew, and um, it was uh, at some point when I relocated to Florida, I started hearing pastors and ministers on the radio, and I didn't see it when I was going through it. As I shared earlier, you all are going through things, men. You don't see things when you're going through, but God does. And so God was preparing me to receive his son. So I heard some messages and and and, and heard a radio minister preach at the pool. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Mm -hmm. And and 
you know, it was almost like uh, getting cold water on a parched uh, day in the desert. I mean, I felt something that I'd never felt before. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, Proverbs 20, 27. And I wrote that about that in my book. And so I began to see something that I hadn't seen. I began to get nourished by the word of God and 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 wanted more. And I did and uh, accepted the Lord uh, in my in my apartment, did the sinner's prayer uh, and went out. Uh, um, uh, for uh, I don't reflect back. Uh, received received the Lord, and 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 it was in the late spring, uh, and then not that long afterwards, a few months afterwards, I decided to go out for a jog. I had my Sonny Walkman on. Uh, was running with uh, traffic, not against, uh, and I got hit from behind, and uh, I was I was critically injured. I I, I lost several pints of blood. Uh, had had a traumatic brain injury, uh, lost a lot of blood, was in deep traumatic shock, was in ICU. And so it was at that point that uh, I began my journey of convalescing, uh, got recovered, went, got involved in a church and relocated down here to, to, to Dallas uh, and thought, wow, this is great. I'm going to go take some classes at Dallas Seminary. And God had that intended for me, but he had me in that point just for a season. <laughs> you know, he gives you things for a reason for a season. And I did just that. And that door closed. I went, I, I left and because uh, it just was not the right time. And and then I, I, I pursued work in the recruiting and the staffing industries, finished that up, and then eventually went into B2B sales. Met my wife along the way, and we got married. And um, along the way, uh, about four years after we were married, I was on my way to a sales meeting and I wasn't paying attention going down this busy road. And, uh, I got hit in my passenger door car spun around. In fact, I wrote, it was the perfect hit because I just got hit and the car just swerved this way, just like that. And I just gunned the accelerator. I stopped up the road and, um, long story short, uh, the, you know, the, the um, paramedics came and uh, I felt a tingling on my head. I didn't realize what it was, but it wasn't until afterwards that when I got, when I was hit, my head slammed against my te- temple air, slammed against the car. I, I was having a lot of neurological issues at that point. Obviously I, I had a strong impact to my head, but I didn't realize that all the traumatic brain injuries that I had had, had uh, been cumulative and it caused what was called post-traumatic, uh, uh, po- uh, excuse me, post-concussion syndrome. Wow. I was diagnosed by a, by, a, by a neurologist, and it was at that point that I uh, went through a really hard time neurologically. I had bad headaches, dizziness, mm. depression, uh, and I was healed of that. As I wrote in my book, you'll have to read the book to hear how God healed me. And, um, you know, God raised me up, and it was at that point someone's, you know, um, I thought my wife said to me, you should write a book one day about this. And, um, or actually, let me rephrase that. I said, I need to write a book about this. I was t- I told my wife that. And it was at that point that I grabbed all my journal entries, which are in the book, and I started to transcribe them. And it was at that time that not long afterwards that um, graduate school, the door opened up for me. So I, I I did that and got hired on three years after I graduated at Marketplace Chaplains. And then unbeknownst to me, the faculty had awarded me a, a doctoral assistantship for my doctorate. So I went off for that. I knew I wanted to do this book, but it just wasn't the right time. And men, if you have things you want to do, put it on the back burner. So the tea gets cold, you put it in the microwave. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God will warm it up when he's ready. He's the microwave. So I actually um, 
when I got my when I got my doctorate, um, it wasn't several months afterwards that uh, I said, yeah, I want to try to pick up this book again. And I sent resume after a uh, uh, submission after submission got the door closed and then uh Wiffenstock uh who's a very reputable Christian publisher mm-hmm. said we're interested they sent me a publishing contract resource publications was their nonfiction imprint and so I began to write this book and you may say wow that's great things are working out for you brother Greg yeah they were absolutely it was in God's favor but then all of a sudden COVID hit and you know it, it, it ravaged the world as it did all of us, everything stopped. I lost my job. You may have lost your job. And long story short, um, uh, you know, I, I was working on this manuscript and um, it was at that juncture. My mother was who had a, a history of GI bleeding. She lived up in the New York City area. Um, she uh, she had to have a, a blood transfusion. And um, at that point, they thought it was a an AVM, which is an arteriovenous formation, which is a bleeding in the in the abdomen, which is treatable usually with endoscopy. They did an endoscopy; there was no bleeding, so they sent her home, and um, she still kept she continued to bleed. She said to her doctor, she was terrified about going to the hospital because of COVID. Long story short, my mom's friend, who used to, would would stop at her apartment and get feed her and give her breakfast you know, noticed she was very weak and said, Lee, you need to go to the hospital. It was at that point, my my mom did go to the hospital. I had spoken to her when I found out from my mother's friend, uh, my mother was not feeling good. So I checked in with her the next day. And when I did check in with her the next day, she had had 102 something point fever, was in isolation. Uh, And we talked for a little bit and I wanted to let her rest. And I talked to her on Sunday. I called Sunday and couldn't get through. And long story short, the attending physician called me back and it told me everything. My mother was severely anemic and she didn't get to the hospital. She would have passed away. So I interrupted to talk. I'm like, uh, doc, how's my mother? And said she passed away. And it was, it was, man, if you've ever lost anyone or have experienced shock, you know what I mean? It didn't register. Uh, And it wasn't until I got off the phone where I broke down in tears in my wife's arms. It was at that point that... um, I was broken, just like my brother's accent was broken. I, I couldn't make sense of what happened, as many of us do. Uh, and so I uh, I took an extension from the publisher, and they were so supportive of my situation. And then I decided, upon a lot of prayer and waiting on the Lord, to write a postscript to A Wounded Humanity, the book I already wrote to a wounded those who were wounded. I dedicated the book. If you re- read it, you'll see the first page. I dedicated those who were wounded. But I wanted to speak to those who were suffering with COVID. And I did. I wrote a postscript and I uh, was able to get back, you know, on the horse again and get it, you know, and get and get get things um, you know, done and work with the typesetter and went through a number of revisions and went through a lot of spiritual warfare with this. But uh, I worked through it, had a lot of support. Uh, I had a grief counselor that I was working with and my wife and some good friends. And I got the book published. And so um, when I look back on everything, men, you know, it has to do with with the things that you really are deeply passionate about and you want to do. And yet you have to recognize you're going to get roadblocks. You're going to get detours. And it's like being on the freeway and you're you're done everything you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden there's a, a sea of lights and, and, uh, on the highway and you're directed off the highway and you end up getting to your location several hours later, but you get there safely, but you took a detour. Uh, and so what I wrote in my book, Chuck Swindoll said in one of his articles, when God says no, it's redirection. And so it was redirection for me with Dallas Seminary. It was redirection for me with this book. And so um, I persevered 
And I lived out everything that I had went through and continuing and, and, and certainly continuing on with COVID. And so uh, that has always been my life and my journey. And that's something that I've lived out authentically. And I'm hoping that my book and my testimony will inspire you. So that's where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Greg. I, I mean that, that you are truly a testament to, um, you know, that, that steadfast faith that, 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 you know, we need as Christians, right? I mean, that, that's, that's the whole point. That's why we get up every day because of, because of that faith. That's how we can go on. And you exemplify that in so many ways and in many extreme ways, God has really, um, you know, God has really, uh, been faithful to you despite all of this and you've overcome so much uh in so many ways and it's it's very inspiring to me to 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 hear this and to know that despite all of that here you are and now the beautiful thing is that you're taking your experiences and you're helping all of us and so many other men out there that have struggled with things that are even that are even lesser to a lesser extent than when you what, what you've had to deal with but you've been You've been tested, and here you are, and you're you're still unwavering in your faith. And man, you are you are a survivor, and we we appreciate you uh, sharing this with us. All right, guys, we are going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to chat more with Greg about his book, Times of Perseverance: Hope and Healing on the Battlefields of Life. And you've heard it firsthand from Greg's mouth; he truly has been on some crazy battlefields. We'll be right back with more from Greg. Hey dads, are you responsible for your household or business finances? If so, check out my website, runthemoney.com. Run the Money is the place for money management tips for saving more, paying off debt, and budgeting. I also give you ideas and information for starting a side business. If you're in between jobs or need a way to get a better handle on your family's money, go to runthemoney.com for free articles on money management. That's runthemoney.com. R-U-N-T-H-E-M-O-N-E-Y. All one word. Runthemoney.com. I'll see you there. All right, we're back with Greg Grossman. He's a Christian life coach and author of the book, Times of Perseverance, Hope and Healing on the Battlefields of Life. All right, Greg, I want to ask you about our children. How do we teach and model this concept of perseverance for them in this life? I mean, you've been through so much, um, you know, so you really have an idea of what it means for to persevere and to keep going. How can we do that? How can the dad listening do that to, for his kids? Yeah, I, I, I think, believe the first thing, number one, is to be honest with your kids. Tell them how you're feeling, you know. And, um, you can say, I'm, 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 I'm really scared right now. I'm really angry right now, uh, to your, to your, to your son or your daughter. And, um, it's a very difficult time for you. Tell them how you're feeling. Uh, and, and, but I'm, I'm doing my best. Um, and when you do that, that's being honest with yourself. It's being honest with the Lord. It's being honest with your child. It's being, it's being honest, uh, to yourself, God, and with, with your, with your son or your daughter. Um, and so uh, maintain um, uh, your emotions. It's very, very, very important. Um, 
If you are having some challenges in that area, you're not alone. I encourage you to get some individual counseling that will really help certainly get some Christ-centered counseling. You may want to work with your pastor or a Christian counselor, but you can work with a with a, with a LPC. Uh, we call that a licensed professional counselor or a mental health counselor or even a psychologist, whoever you're led to work with. Find a man that you could really relate to. I, I did that in, you know, uh, earlier on in my, I mean, I worked with my first counselor. My parents got divorced and he, he so inspired me. He inspired me to go back to school and he was really good. And God used him in a mighty way. I work with my counselor up at university and we still talk to this day. And, you know, and, and he has modeled um, wisdom and, 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 and um, you know, being um, a person who has given back to others, yeah. lived out a genuine life. So that's very important. So ask for some help. If you need to get some, some family counseling, that may be good to do as well. But don't go at this alone. You know, when the when the you know, if you leave the, the the pan on the fire too long, it starts to bubble over and it starts to burn. So what you want to do is to control that flame and that flame is your emotions right. and everything else. Um, you know, get some help. There's safety with the multitude of counsel, Solomon has said. And so feel confident with that. And so that's what I would would advise and recommend that you do with your son or your daughter. And if you're having trouble talking about your feelings, see if you could work that out first through with a counselor. Try and write about it. That may help. There's different medium, different thing, mediums of, of expression you could do for yourself. Some people like to draw, some people like to write, but uh, I encourage you first and foremost to, to uh, either talk to a good friend, talk to your pastor, or even work with a counselor. Uh, but either way, if you can do that, you are ensuring that you are uh, working on your situation and that God has you in that right place so that you can be able to be in a, in a, in a, uh, to add, to act appropriately with your son or your daughter and be able to be a good role model to them in those situations. Absolutely. Yeah. I know my, I have a tendency towards uh, anger at times. So one of the first things that I do with my kids is I apologize <laughs> if I, when, when I screw up, but you know, to your point, I mean, journaling definitely helps. I've always been fond of writing. So I know guys, you know, listening, I mean, please take, get a journal, buy some, buy even a copy book on Amazon. Just, just get your thoughts out. I find it's better to actually write it out rather than type. Uh, you just, that physical act is just so, um, it's liberating in many ways. And it can even, that act can even be kind of like a prayer and, and for, you know, you're, you're just dumping all your thoughts out on God and, and really just, you know, unloading yourself and, and, and giving it to him. But then also I found that speaking with my priests, I mean, just, yeah, you do that for, for a confession. I'm an, I'm an Orthodox Christian, a mm. former Catholic. I mean, but in both roles, you know, you have that priest, uh, you're, you're, you can, they, they are there to be your spiritual guide, to be your spiritual counselor. So when you come, you know, you, you, you come through these battlefields in life, and very, very often, as, as you've alluded to, Greg, it's it's that spiritual warfare, that spiritual battlefield um, that you're struggling with. So I, I definitely recommend that. Go to your pastor, find a good Christian counselor, life coach, um, speak to your priest mm-hmm. if you're from a denomination that 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 has um, has those men of faith as well. Uh, but I, I encourage you guys, especially this time, especially post post COVID or semi post COVID, however you want to define this time. I can't stress it enough that it, very major spiritual warfare going on and we need uh, mighty worries for Christ to uh, come out on the other side. So thank you for that, Craig. And, but you are also a Christian life coach yourself. So yes, let's talk about your role there and how you're serving uh, God's people in that role. 
Sure. Yeah, I've done that in the church. I've done that as a as a professor uh, at Louisiana Baptist University. Um, I, I teach Christian life coaches, uh, Christian life coaching classes, hmm. and I also teach uh, Christian counseling classes. And so um, I've utilized a lot of my coaching, you know, working with my students and I've talked to a number of them on the phone and really coached them, you know, through, uh, you know, if, if just getting a, getting a textbook or, you know, usually when I, when I coach someone in my session, whether it's 30 minutes to an hour, I always give them something to do when that, when we end our conversation, we meet the next time, I always give them something to do. If I don't, it was just an interesting conversation. Uh, and it's, you know, certainly there's credence with words of wisdom and guidance, but you got to give them something to do. So that's what I do. Uh, and whatever that may be, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a chaplain at Markle Chaplain. So I use a lot of my coaching, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, in person, but on the phone, I do a lot of phone work with, with a lot of the employees and have utilized my, my coaching skills there. Uh, and, uh, and probably do it even with, with, with some friends, Christian friends, you know, giving them some things to do and trying to coach them. But, but it's covered a whole myriad of all of that. Uh, because God has equipped me and gifted me to to do just that, so I'm able to, um, you know, help people to reframe. Reframing is very, very important. Reframing is just looking at your situation differently. I don't feel like it. Well, you don't feel it. You only feel like looking at it the way you feel like looking at it, which may be frustration and anger, maybe even some yeah. sadness or depression, and that's understandable. That's a that's a that's a storm that will pass. But when you can reframe it and look at it differently, and also self talk is very important. Your cognitions. I'm teaching a class on counseling the depressed and the anxious, and that's one of the areas there that you know when we're dealing with the depressed and anxious. Now, depression and anxiety cover a lot of things. I won't get into that here, but but wherever you're at, if you are struggling with that, uh, uh, I encourage you to get some one-on-one counseling um, with a with a mental health counselor or your pastor or a priest or even a Christian life coach uh, to help you get through things. But as far as the depression, and anxiety, your your pastor, your your counselor, and so. Um, your 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 thoughts are 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 very very important. Cognitions, your psychosocial, your behavioral behavioral is how you, is your how's your behavior that usually gets affected. Your interpersonal, the interpersonal component. I tell my students and I live out is everything. It's pivotal, and then of course your cognitive. We're talking about here. That's the most important part. It's it's the things that are already in there, and that it's your self talk. It's what you tell yourself. How about telling yourself? what God tells you going to his word, you know, a lot of times people say, I just know God heard me because I feel, well, we shouldn't base our faith on our feelings. Uh, yes, we do discern things, but well, how about basing our faith on what God's word says? And then, and then meditating on that feeding on that Joshua one, eight says that feeding upon the word of God until you not only get it up here, but you get it in here. And now you tell yourself what God said to you, you're looking at your situation through the lens of scripture. And that's what I, I, I do as a Christian life coach is I, I get, my clients or get my students or get, you know, people in ministry to look through the lens of scripture because the world is trying to pull you away and Satan's God of this world and 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 like carbon monoxide is coming in and is trying to sabotage you. Well, you fight the good fight of faith and you 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 get back into the word and really get that word and find it for yourself and then get it, you know, firmly fixed, not just up in here, but get it down in here. And uh, and so I do that with the Christian life coaching folks I just discussed. And uh, that's how God's using me. Yeah, no, I, I love that. One, one thing that came to mind, you mentioned interpersonal. 
Have you found that, you know, over the last two and a half years, I guess almost three years now, uh, have you seen that suffer people suffering with issues there because yeah. of everything that happened with COVID? Yeah, I have. Uh, it all depends on when they were going into COVID, how were their interpersonal skills. But be that as it may, you know, God made us to be social creatures and he made us he didn't make us to, to be to, to live alone. He made us for, for other people. So uh, that separation has really challenged a lot of people. It's challenged, uh, you know, children and mm-hmm. adolescents and college kids. It's challenged all of them. Right. And um, I've seen that and I've heard that. And so in light of that, you know, if you're exiled to the island like John was in the island of Patmos, he certainly was separated from all of his his friends. He he had God, you know. I pray we have a revelation like he did. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But but what I'm talking about here is you're alone. You know, you're alone. We got you may be in your prison cell like Paul was, but be the case. So there are bars and you can't get out and you can't go out because of COVID. But God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's there. Abba Father is there. His love is transcendent. It's pure. He's available. And so that interpersonal component, which is what our Lord had with with the Father, we got he had that with him. And so we are to have that with God. And that is, it's not a substitute. You always should spend time with God all of the time, but but that has been sort of the the means to get by and get to and find other means through Zoom or through phone. Texting is good. You know, but um, it, you need to put you need to have that one on one contact yeah. with, with people. That's a great answer. You're, you're never alone because you can always pray to your father. I, I love that. Thank you. Um, before we get to the lightning round, I got one more question for you. I want to talk about your recruiting and sales experience and how that has influenced you in terms of who you are today and your and your faith. Sure. Uh, well, I was a believer when I, you know, stumbled into a, an interview and a person uh, I interviewed with, they were they were looking for a recruiter. They wanted a recruiter. They took someone else, but then they saw something in me. The branch manager saw something in me. This branch manager now is my friend and is a is a is a is a wonderful person, is a Christian. Uh, but they saw something in me and they went to bat for me with the CEO and they took me on as a junior recruiter. Uh, it was at that point I got involved in recruiting. And of course, we read my book, you'll understand my story about it. But I, you know, at that point I was getting ready to move down to to um, Texas and I was already working in recruiting. Uh, I tried Dallas Seminary and the door closed. I went back into recruiting and um, ended up, you know, uh, uh, putting in a number of good years there. Uh, as it says in Luke, you know, if be faithful with little and you'll be faithful with much. I was faithful with that. And so because I was faithful with that, you know, I, I wanted to do continue doing sales, but I wanted to do it face to face. And so um, I answered and added a newspaper for a yellow page job. And and uh, it was of the Lord because my prospective sales manager saw something in me, just like my branch manager saw something in me and took me on. Um, you know, again, they had people who had B2B experience. I did that. I worked very, very, very hard um, and did very, very well. And uh, it was all along the way I met my wife. And, um, you know, my faith played a role in that. Uh, in fact, when I was, you know, I mean, I would, I, I earned a lot of sales accolades and not just monetarily, but, but I mean, I want, you know, I got for, in, in contests and, you know, and so the, the way I was able to do that and do well in my jobs, uh, and particularly my outside sales job there, 
was to be able to uh, remember, commit my ways to the Lord, it says in Proverbs 16. So I, I put God first. I, I worked and, you know, let every servant that's under the master's yoke count their master worthy of all honor. So I, I you know, I was put my, you know, my boss and whatever he needed me to do. That was what I, what I, what I complied with. And so my faith factored in much. And so I did a little and I was rewarded with much. Mm-hmm. And um, so my, my faith and, you know, yes, absolutely scripture, but it was really cumulative. So men remember a lot of the stuff you're doing, you know, when you're going through it, you're not aware of it, but years, months, you know, it could be weeks, months, years down the road, you're going to look back on that. And, you know, it's important to like an Olympic athlete, put your, put your, put your head down, focus down and focus on, you know, that ski jump, focus on the next routine. If you're skating, focus on that next routine uh, on your breathing. If you're jogging, and, you know, be consistent. Courage, commitment, and consistency. I heard that from, from a pastor a number of mm-hmm. years ago. And if you can have courage, commitment, and consistency, and that's what I did. And so, um, you know, and let me share with you, you know, I, 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 I struggled with sales. There were some sales jobs that weren't for me where I wasn't performing. Uh, I did my best and that's it. <clears throat> But I, I, I just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And because of that, God rewarded me with graduate school, rewarded me with at Marketplace Chaplains, rewarded me with LBU, with this book. So little by little, I saw God's favor coming. <clears throat> you didn't sometimes you, when you look, you look at every day. It's like weighing your, it's like you go on a diet. You weigh yourself every hour, every day. Like when I was a kid, I planted, I, I planted some seeds in a little, in a little thing. And I kept looking every day for the thing. It's, it takes time. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So so get your mind on God. Stop looking too much. It's okay to be concerned. Um, you know, that's why Paul said, walk by faith and not by sight. You need to mm. walk by faith. And so by doing that, being consistent uh, in my sales work, that opened up the door for a lot of things. Uh, I'm not sure where you're at, men, but wherever you're at, God will meet you where you're at. And when he does meet you where you're at, because he has already met, met you where you're at. Um, he, you were a sinner. Uh, you gave your life to him. Now, because of that, you can accept others for who they are and you can meet you could meet your situation where you're at. So it, it always always goes back to the cross. It always goes back to to our salvation, uh, whatever experience you've had. It goes back to that, the sacrifice of our Lord. And so now as you live, you live for Christ, the son of God who gave his life for you. Um, and so that is how sales has impacted me, my work in recruiting. Um, by the way, folks, you. As I share with you, I said I wasn't recruiting. And I left the field. Do you know I, I'm in a job now? I'm a, I'm a hospice chaplain. I'm not doing a full time. I'm doing a PRN. But I recruited myself into that job. And the, because I, you know, many people don't know how to recruit themselves into a job to pick up the phone and say, "Hi, my name is so and so," and and you know, and so it was because of recruiting. And my former boss has been been a been a really great role model that I was able to recruit myself into a job. Now, you always want to be referred or sent a resume. Um, folks, those are great, but there's a lot of people out there. And sometimes you got to take the initiative to pick up the phone and recruit yourself, introduce yourself. And I did that. I called over 150 plus hospices. Wow. Now, rewind the tape before COVID. I told you I lost my job. I was working for a technical college. 
So I was using my PhD. I, I was in the educational system. I was a student, student services coach. And I got that job and I sent out 750 something resumes, folks. It was one call that I spoke to the VP of admissions at the, at the home school of this college. And he was so impressed with me. He'd been in sales like me. And we hit it. We, we, we just, you know, we, we hit it off uh, and, and formed a great rapport. And so he got me in to see the campus directors because of him, because calling the school, I, I didn't have a chance. And that's how I got the job. I know I, you know, the job was only for six weeks, but I was there for a reason and a season. And so what I want to say to you is that may happen to you or maybe happen to you right now, but you keep going. God's got a plan for your life. He knows you by name. He called you and you just thank him for it. Thank him. Philippians 4, 7, 6 and 7 to be, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So men, you're praying, you're asking, you may be praying and asking and crying, but please submit with thanksgiving in there. That's what the verse says. Do it God's word. Because when you, when you start thanking, I do this with my coaching clients, find something you'd be grateful for. And, you know, they may be really going through a hard time and I'll let them vent. Some need to maybe admit some tears and admit some frustration. But once they find something to be, you know, I'm thankful that I've got a, I've got a roof over my head. You know, I'm thankful that I got food in the refrigerator. Once you start being thankful for something, then you start praising. Thanksgiving and praise go hand in hand. When you can do that, then verse eight, then verse seven, the peace of God. We all want the peace of God, but there's some it's conditional now now god will help you even if you can't help yourself but when i'm just telling you what scripture says you know when you're praying pray and and make sure there's thanksgiving in there and then that peace of god will come and then whatsoever things are true honest lovely a good report if there be any uh, if, if it be if there be any praise think on these things and start thinking on you know those things think on the word of god and get your mind fixed reframe and think on positive things and when you can do that Dad's God will take you and do a 180 and will change it. It may be instantaneous. It may be within an hour, a day. I don't know. But I'm just telling you what uh, what I shared in my book and what I've experienced. That is what really, it's a spiritual battle. Yes, and it's a mental battle, you know, uh, of the mind. That's where Satan's going after. Uh, but you just focus on doing your best and whatever you can do, give it to God and make sure you're thanking God and even thanking others too. And that's where the interpersonal component comes in. You know, it even goes down and go to the checkout counter at the grocery store. After they give you a chance, you say, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a good day. Well, thank you. You have a good one as well. There is that. It's like playing tennis. You're rallying back and mm -hmm. forth. You're not just slamming the ball. You're, you're, you're making a connection. And you know, when you do that, Christian dads, you know, it's a trialogue. It, it, God is right in there. You know, it's you, the other person and God, God's right in the middle there. So keep that in mind. Keep the Thanksgiving in mind because it will help you as you're uh, working through things. Oh, that That's wonderful. <laughs> keeping Thanksgiving in mind, keeping that at the forefront. Um, I guess you also, guys, you didn't know you're going to get career advice today too. Job applications, put 700 out, 150 yeah. phone calls. I mean, who, who calls for a job at these days? I mean, that's, Talk about, you know, setting yourself apart from the field, from the pack. There you go. I mean, 150 phone calls. Uh, that's how you put in the work. And, you, you know, Greg set himself up for God to be able to make that happen in his life. But, you know, work is required of us too, Dad. So we, we got to get on the ball. If, you, if you're struggling in your career, heed Greg's advice. I mean, do what he did, follow in his footsteps. And then, you know, wait with 
with um with thanksgiving for whatever whatever god what however god moves that's his will that's that's how that's what you're supposed to be doing we have all our plans but god you know like like the cliche goes we make plans god laughs so just put yourself out there keep going connect network um you know fellowship with with brothers with uh who are also christians and um just keep going dad just keep going don't stop now this is my favorite part of every episode greg it's the lightning round so just five questions really quick first thing that comes to mind you know we're talking like 20 second answers here can we does that sound good yes sir yeah all right here we go what's the most rewarding thing about being a christian life coach being able to um being able to see people make changes in their lives love it how about the most difficult thing about being a christian life coach wanting to tell them what to do but knowing that i that i'm it's not wise to to do that sure what what i remember remember about coaching is you want to try to lead them there right but not say hey this is what you must do Right. Dr. Collins said in his in, in his uh, Christian uh, coaching book, you know, coaching is 80 percent listening, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so so you want to tell them what to do, but you have to, you know, catch yourself not to and, and let the Holy Spirit work in them and be there to support them. Amen. Uh, third question. Who is one Christian you admire and why? Are you talking just in general of human history or? Uh, it can be whoever you want. Okay. Try to leave it uh, open-ended for folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say my former pastor. I admire him so much uh, because he, 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 he has persevered. He has um, committed his life to Christ and, and, and his, and his, has genuine authentic relationships with people and he he has been an incredible inspiration for me my former pastor i love it best resource on biblical perseverance other than your book i would okay uh i would say that um I would say, you know, I, I would, I love Oswald Chambers' uh, personal devotion. That's that's a great book. There's some, you know, there's some deeply rich things in there in those devotionals. Uh, I think that that's a that's a great that's a great resource uh, that you could use for yourself. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Perfect. Uh, last question: Give us a Christian quote or a Bible verse that you're meditating on lately. Okay. Uh, it would have to be again back to Isaiah forty. Uh, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm. Amen. All right. Well, guys, we are just about out of time here with Greg. Before you go, Greg, tell us where we can connect with you and grab a copy of the book. Sure. You can email me at Greg at beyondperseverance.com. I know that's a long word. It's G R E G G 
Greg at B-E-Y-O-N-D-P-E-R-S-E-V-E-R-A-N-C.com. And you can send me an email. Um, if you want to copy of my book, just go to Amazon and type in it's Times of Perseverance or type in Grossman Perseverance, but Times, T-I-M-E-S of Perseverance or Grossman Perseverance. And my book will come up and you can read about it on there and order it. Perfect. We will make sure to link that up on the show notes and in the site and in social media. Greg, I want to thank you so much for just sharing and, and sharing your heart with us today. I mean, that's really what it was. I mean, you you poured us so much into us today, and I, I can't thank you enough. Um, may God grant you many blessed years for yourself, your family, and all those who you touch. Take care, brother, and we, we expect and look forward to great things from you. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening to Dad Devotionals. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at daddevotionals.com slash subscribe. Until then, God bless.